Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Maeda. Check us out online at CEORader.com. Rate your company, rate your CEO. Visit us at Tech Today for the latest in capital markets and technology-related content. So last episode, I, I talked a little bit about how I believe the next move out of the Fed is to ramp up QE, not an interest rate hike. We simply have too much debt in the system, corporate and government debt, to, uh, to hike rates now. And that debt plays into what I wanted to talk about today, which is what the economy is going to look like over the long term. I had this conversation during the week with some people, and a lot of investors are trying to figure out what what sort of the, the long-term economic outlook, what GDP is going to look like over the next number of years post this uh, reopening of the economy, where you're going to get a, you know, a spike in, in some numbers as uh, you know, restaurants reopen, hotels reopen, people start to travel again. And so my outlook, as you may imagine, is, is pessimistic. And there's kind of you know, several primary reasons. Number, so let's assume we have the reopening and we're back at more or less a, a steady state. That steady state is not going to be where we were in Q4 2019. You know, most of the numbers I've seen around travel, hospitality, food services suggest that most restaurants, or not most restaurants, but 25% of restaurants, bars, you know, small hotels, they're, they're gone for good. So those jobs aren't coming back. So steady state labor participation is going to be below where we were in 2019. So that's one, fewer people working. Number two is there's going to be far more debt in the system, right? I mean, you look at the, the, the Fed's balance sheet, seven plus trillion, and that's going higher. We've had two debt funded Trump quote unquote stimulus plans, which are basically transfer payments. We've got another 1.9 trillion coming down the, the pike here from Biden. And probably another one to two trillion coming from Biden. My guess would be end of this calendar year, early next year, for what Biden would like to do around infrastructure, which I don't like any of it. But frankly, I prefer the infrastructure investment to uh, transfer payments. And what will be interesting will, will be to see the breakdown of that forthcoming infrastructure package, which we're probably not going to get for another. You know, it's probably a year away. But half of that's going to be pork anyway. So that's why I don't like government programs. There's a ton of waste. That's a conversation for another day. So number two was we have a massively increased debt load because of the the ramped up fiscal spending, right? So we run deficits every year, just par for the course, and now we're layering on these debt-funded stimulus programs. So fewer people working, one, more debt in the system, two. Number three, taxes are going up. And I suspect that happens the second half of this year. Biden administration will take up income taxes and they'll take up corporate taxes. So on the corporate side, you know, he's kind of talked about 20 to 28%. So that's what, roughly a, an increase of a third. I don't believe that corporate tax increase has been factored in by Wall Street. You just look at where NASDAQ is today, even though it's pulled back some versus where it was 2019 and where it was in 2016 before the Trump tax cuts. And I think there's a lot more downside coming. And a fair amount of that is going to be as a result of higher corporate taxes, which obviously reduce cash flow. And therefore, uh, PE multiples, cash flow multiples are going to come down. And then on the personal side, I think the, the tax that is being spearheaded, the quote-unquote wealth tax that's being spearheaded by Elizabeth Warren, that's going to fail, but, and, and, and she knows that. But there's going to be a second, you know, an alternative, a plan B, which is really their plan A income tax, which will get passed. So number three is higher taxes. So you have, if you have fewer people working, if you've dramatically increased the debt load by multiples, and if you have higher taxes, 
that's both bad for the economy. I think we're going to look like Japan. I think we have at least two decades of depressed real GDP growth, if not three decades, given all the debt in particular. That's the big variable there. And then as far as the market, that's you know more difficult to predict in the, in the near to intermediate term because you have you know, the market will benefit from these transfer payments as people put a portion of these inflows back into the market. Taxes obviously would be a negative for the market. The increased debt load, the inflation that comes with it, the devalued dollar. Some market participants pay attention to that stuff and that, that'll be a, a net negative for those folks. You speak with a lot of equity investors. They don't know how to think about debt. Some of them believe debt doesn't matter, if you can believe that, but it's true. So I don't think necessarily that all institutional investors view an increased debt load as a negative because frankly a lot of them aren't thinking about it and don't know how to think about it but this comment today it's it's really less about the equity markets and more about the economy and the fact that we're digging ourselves a a deep hole that's going to take multiple decades for sure to dig out of just given where we are today and what i think is coming in terms of that second stimulus for one to two trillion and in reality probably longer than several decades worth of work to dig out of this hole because the genie is now out of the bottle in terms of these stimulus programs. So I think they're here to stay in some form or another. I, I think the uh, universal basic income component is here to stay. So I think every year there's going to be some form of a transfer payment to people living in the United States, not necessarily citizens, but people living in the United States will receive some form of a transfer payment each year below a certain income level. It may not be called universal basic income, but that's what it is. And we've been doing it since since the first quarter of 2020. That's all for now. See you next time.